0: Truecar.com is changing car buying forever. Yes, every day, Truecar users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Some features aren't available in all states, but in just the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the Truecar Certified Dealer Network. Truecar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP, So when you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com. You'll see upfront pricing information and you can lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time. Save money. Never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.
1: Welcome to the Solid Verbal. The Solid
2: Verbal. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I've heard so many players say, Well, I want to be happy. You want to be happy for a day? Eat a steak. It's that woo woo.
1: And now, Dan and Ty.
0: Welcome back to the Solid Verbal Boys and Girls. Ty Hildebrand here, Dan Rubenstein, right on over there. Solidverbal at gmail.com is still the email address. Feel free to find us on Facebook, on FanCred, of course, on Twitter. Our website is solidverbal.com if you've never been out there. And, oh, Daniel, if you're watching the games this weekend, if you're thinking to yourself, I'm lonely, I could use a friend, (laughs) I've got something to get off my chest, why not give us a call? It's 408-VERBAL-1. We won't actually answer the phone, but you can leave us a message at 408-837-2251. We'll compile those, and uh, we'll put them together for our Sunday recap show. How's that sound?
1: That sounds... Like a delightful, delightful Sunday to me, Ty. I'm very exci- I'm always excited for the reverbs. That's as, as much fun as I have speaking to you each Sunday and Wednesday. I really like hearing the, the raw emotion of people either losing their mind in really positive or tremendously negative ways on Saturday. So I got to say, in looking over the week nine slate.
0: Yeah. If you are calling us mm-hmm. in a fit of rage. In a fit of panic, in a fit of anything, chances are you may be institutionally crazy because there's really <laughs> nothing here. As I look over this slate of games, Dan, there's just not much to go with this week.
1: No, it's it's light. It is. It, it appeared in August that this would be a pretty fun week before we knew things like South Carolina is not good at all at yep. playing the defensive side of the ball. So. um, yeah, I think it'll still be fun. As we like to say, the, the weeks that appear to be chaos free, that's when madness strikes. So still worth paying attention to, obviously, but superficially, it does not appear to be a week to get insanely excited for and to plan enormous parties at night for. So you're not partying at night then? Because I might be, you know. Well, are you having a watch party for Ohio State, Penn State? I am not Okay,
0: (laughs) just making sure that would not be much of a party, to be honest with you,
1: though. The party in the Penn State backfield appears to be just destined for liveliness.
0: I don't know what to add to that. We'll get to that game and like five others here Mm -hmm. as we progress through week nine. We've got a a few news tidbits. Nothing major. How are we doing on the iTunes review on the retweet front? Are we getting some action? We're doing
1: fantastically well. We have. We have by far the best college football show fan base that exists, and it's not even a question in my mind. And I'm not not—I'm clearly biased, but this is an objective look that I'm giving you right now. By far the best. Very supportive. Keep it up because we have a lot of good shout-outs to get to at the end of the show. All right, let's get started with uh, the news.
0: Not much news to go on here, Dan. <laughs> I've only got two things on our shared Google Doc. What do you got? Georgia applying for reinstatement for Todd Gurley. Mm -hmm. Apparently, they've done the math. They feel like he's eligible to return. This has happened time and time again. We saw Johnny Manziel with some autographs. There was... Other news, a couple years ago with Cam Newton and potential ineligibility, those guys were able to play after some bit of investigation. Georgia Mm -hmm. now feels confident that Gurley's ready to come back. Quite honestly, as this SEC season continues to heat up as we progress through, I'd much rather see him out on the field, see what Georgia can do with Todd Gurley than have to play some sort of team in the SEC championship without him. It's just no fun
1: without him. Correct. I totally agree. Anything else to add? No, not really. I'd like Todd Gurley to play and watch him play football. Watching him play football is one of my favorite things to do in the fall. Yeah. And if he got paid money, cool. I don't know. Moving on, Taylor Kelly. Yeah. He plays for Arizona State. At least he
0: did Mm -hmm. until he hurt his foot. He is the starting quarterback, it would appear, headed into this week's games now this is significant first off he's got to be healthy but if he's healthy they're saying he will play this is significant taylor kelly was the starter before mike bercovici stepped in and lit the world on fire true with taylor kelly dan how much better is arizona state than they are right now with bercovici
1: uh they're a little bit better they are are maybe more than a little bit, a good amount. But I think Berkovici, in terms of backup quarterback production, there are there are similar cases. Well, we've seen recently Kenny Guyton at Ohio State stepping in and looking uh, like a, a fantastic second option. You don't get that at a number of schools. I know I personally as an Oregon fan, I'm terrified of Marcus Mariota going down because Jeff Lockie is many, many steps below the the Mariota rung. But that's okay. I just think... Uh, Taylor Kelly does give Arizona State a a proven weapon that uh that Berkovich, you know, in a big spot. Obviously he threw the interception or the excuse me, the Hail Mary game winner yeah. uh for Arizona State a few weeks ago at USC, but in tight spots week in and week out, I think we know that Taylor Kelly can be trusted a bit more.
0: He would have a chance to play against Washington on the road at 10.45 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Again, 10.45 p.m. Eastern. That puts Mm. the game over at some point between, like, midnight and 5 a.m. Dan one of your favorite things to do stay up late to watch those super super late night drunk Pac-12 games
1: yeah Pac-12 games are fun and good and the Pac-12 is doing everything it can to make sure you don't see some of its better (laughs) games because it's like it's our little secret be cool be cool it's like a secret society I would I would like them to request for ESPN to change what channel they are in your in your cable or satellite lineup just for Pac-12 games just so not too many people get exposed to Pac-12 games like normally ESPN on Time Warner New York is 28. What if this week it was 77?
0: Maybe they can just go super super late with it to try and be a bit of a novelty like you know well, maybe the- I
1: think I think ESPN is just or I think the Pac-12 is just looking just to to appeal to like. The Copenhagen market. I was they're gonna really say, thinking international.
0: Start at one AM like they're gonna do in the twenty twenty two World Cup in yeah. Qatar and appeal to the overseas markets. We've got a lot of overseas listeners. Perhaps they'd enjoy that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it finally why doesn't anybody ever think of those in Copenhagen or Barcelona or Shanghai or Minsk? Come on. It's time to be thinking Minsk, Pac twelve.
0: Did you just drop a Minsk reference here? Minsk. I absolutely. can't even say the damn word.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Pac-12 and Helsinki are basically sister (laughs) concepts. Do you want to do World Capitals at some point later in this podcast? Are you good at Capitals? I could do World Capitals. I would love to. We have a long off-season to fill. All right, let's move on. Yeah.
0: Dan, time, help. I need picks of the week. As
1: we said, week nine,
0: a relatively light slate of games, but we've got a couple here. Let's start on Friday night. 10 p.m. I'm going
1: to lower the blinds in this room I'm in because I'm distracted by a bunch of office people looking at me. Oh? Yeah, one second. Give me a second. You can leave this in the show, but they're giving me some strange Are they making faces at
0: you? What are they doing?
1: Uh, Well, here's my setup in this room is I have my laptop. I have my microphone. Yeah. And because it's kind of a loud room, I have cushions everywhere over the vents so you don't hear them for pristine audio quality. And I've also balanced a couple of cushions on the table right in front of me, so I'm in like my, my own little soundproof cocoon. This is high tech. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna put a picture on on Twitter, but yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna lower the blinds so people don't look at me and make me uh, a little bit paranoid. Do you One know sec- the people looking at you? No, it's an office. It's an it's another giant building. It's probably about 30 feet away, but like there's this odd stare. I'm looking into their kitchen, and I'm on the eighth floor in Midtown Manhattan, and they appear to be somewhere on the eighth or ninth floor. And okay. There's just a standoff happening right now.
0: All right. We'll go close the blinds here. One second. This is compelling audio for those of you listening at home. We're going to leave this in the final cut. Blinds are closed, Ty. Blinds are closed. We're leaving that in the final cut. Please do. Let's move on. Yeah. Friday Night Lights. Yes. Yes. 10 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, where all the fun happens. Mm-hmm. Oregon is a 17.5-point favorite against Cal. Oregon yeah. on the road. This is a neutral site game in Santa mm-hmm. Clara, if I understand correctly?
1: Yeah, it's at Levi Stadium, Levi Field, whatever it's called, where the 49ers play. Um, the Pac-12's most visible public team playing... Friday night, 10 PM Eastern. I'm All glad right.
0: I got the neutral site correct because You did. We
1: it, screw those up sometimes.
0: Neutral site games are notoriously difficult for me to get correct because they're not marked on pretty much any website schedule. Like if you go to ESPN.com and look up right. Oregon Cal, it doesn't list there that it's at Santa Clara. You have to go to FBS Schedules or some other right. website no to find us. that. So anyway, I apologize for getting the Michigan State ohio state game wrong when we talked about that on sunday How i'm not gonna you. make the same mistake here this game's at levi's field or stadium or pavilion in santa clara california
1: yeah the dungaree dome that's as right it's come to be
0: known 17 and a half points now that is a big number mm-hmm. against a cal team dan that can score some points true and i think especially against a don pelham defense that Feels a bit unreliable to me as someone who's a bit of an Oregon outsider. Sure. I know that Oregon's got Stanford on deck next Thursday. Not quite the game we thought it'd be at the start of the year, but still a significant game for Oregon. Yeah. And I know that last week you said this is a game that worries you. And I'm wondering why that is.
1: Uh, Just because Cal is frisky. And after watching what Washington State did with Connor Halliday and a similar type of air raid system it's worrisome that they're going to be able to find corners and safeties and formations to pick on. And I want to say that Sonny Dykes has the, the general advantage over Don Pelham, uh, in in terms of play calling and picking on whoever I will say that Oregon's defense got much better over the course of the game in two big weeks last week against Washington and against Michigan state. I don't think Jared Goff is the type of quarterback in, in ways that a new Solomon and, uh, and what's it, what's his name? Uh, Brett Hundley at UCLA, where they can take advantage of broken plays because the Oregon secondary is pretty good. And it's when plays break down that you get these mobile quarterbacks picking up nine yards uh, on third and sevens. And I should also say, by the way, Ty, I forgot to mention this at the top of this, uh, this Oregon preview, Uh, all Oregon previews and Oregon reviews from now on are brought to you by our good friend, Don, Don, Don parks, Don parks, Don parks. He, uh, I, I want biggest Oregon fan we have possibly on Twitter. So it's kind of cool that he, uh, he shouts out our (laughs) Oregon. What are
0: you doing here? What are you doing? You trying to like alienate the fan base?
1: No, I just like, we're, we're doing the shout out thing. And I feel like it's kind of cool to like have, you know, fan base sponsorships when we talk about teams they love. I don't know.
0: It's, it's like a a unique wrinkle. Explain. Talk to me. Talk to me about this. (laughs) All right. I want you to, I'm going to be like the, uh, the shrink on the couch here. Talk to me about what, what, what's
1: gotten onto your skin here. Nothing. I'm, we're talking about Oregon. We're
0: talking about Oregon.
1: I saw yeah. the tweets. You can talk to me. We're friends. No, Don Don likes when we talk about Oregon, so I wanted to shout him out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so who are you picking here? Uh, I think Oregon covers this. I think the weaknesses of Cal, they haven't been able to run the ball uh, since the first couple of games of the season. Their defense has... I mean, they, they let up however many yards and points to Washington State. And that and I want to say that Marcus Mariota is a better quarterback than Connor Halliday. I feel like Oregon's in a nice rhythm. Their offensive line is getting healthier and healthier. So I'm going to say the Ducks take this 44 to, to 20. I think they I think they're in a good place right now. All right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Oregon wins the game because Cal allows 38 points a game. They're yeah. not going to have any answer defensively for Mariota. I think it's tough. I'm going to take Cal to cover the spread, though, because I just do not trust Oregon's pass defense. And I would expect the Bears to fight. They've been a bit frisky this year. Still a really good offensive team. You know, Jared Goff, 65 percent completion percentage, 24 to four touchdown to interception ratio. Cal's got a lot in common with Arizona. They run different systems, but Zona was able to knock off Oregon in Eugene. Mm -hmm. I don't believe Cal's got what it takes to knock off Oregon here in this neutral site game, but the game to me feels somewhere in the 45-31 range. Somewhere in there. I don't don't know
1: if Oregon will give up that many, but I could see this being a two-touchdown game.
0: 45-31 for me, I'll take Cal.
1: Yeah,
0: Let's move on. Yep, three thirty. CBS. How did CBS end up with this game? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have to. They have to schedule these a little bit, a little bit in the out. So I guess Mississippi State, number one team in the country.
0: Oh, I God. guess. Can you imagine Vern looking at this game, thinking, "Man, I got to go to Kentucky for this.
1: I got to go to Lexington." Um Yeah, I think it could be a scrappy game. It could be a little bit ugly. Mississippi State's coming off of a bye week. Kentucky, obviously, having taken Florida to the wire, beaten South Carolina. They are a team capable of giving decent, perhaps, moments of teams trouble. They certainly did not look good last week, but uh, Kentucky's had some moments. A few shining moments. Yes. Yes. They are good. I mean, they're decent and they're getting better. I just don't think they're they're in it this They're fine.
0: They're fine. I just don't think ready for prime time. Mississippi State going to Lexington. They're a 14-point favorite against the Kentucky Wildcats. We have had Kentucky fans all year, and this is the truth. Kentucky fans all year. Yes, they exist. Yes, they watch football. They've been asking when we're going to start talking more about the Wildcats. So here you go. I don't want Kentucky fans to think I am actively rooting against them because I'm not. I just don't think this game is close. I don't think it's close at all. I don't know why this line isn't higher, because Mississippi State is clearly the better team. There aren't any glaring situational factors, maybe outside a bye, that would push me towards Kentucky. So let's just get this out of the way early. Lock of the week. Last week's game, Dan, against LSU, it told me everything I needed to know about Kentucky. Yeah. This is an LSU team that can run the ball, but not much else. They certainly can't stop the run. Kentucky gave up 303 yards on the ground and scored three points. Right. So let me ask you, against a superior Mississippi State team, I think we both agree Mississippi State's superior. Yeah, definitely. They're the number one team in the country. How is this result any different? How is this not a a 14-plus point blowout?
1: Uh, because it's football and weird things happen and Mississippi State, while they've been excellent on defense in the red zone, they've been just pretty good between the 20s or 30s or whatever. Um, everybody has down games. You're going on the road in the SEC and listen, there, there's nothing that Mississippi State does. Perfectly, They're not a perfect team. They run and and Dak Prescott is a legitimate Heisman contender, and he might be on top with Marcus Mariota. Um, Offensively, they have been lights out. Actually, they are the number one S&P plus team. So I guess technically that they do that uh, better than most, if not everybody. But defensively, I think there are some questions. Texas A&M had a number of drops against Mississippi State that would have kept drives going. So you don't need to be perfect to be Mississippi State, but weird things can happen where you can stay in a game with Mississippi State. As you can with everybody, essentially. We saw NC State hang with Florida State and then put up like a goose egg for most of the next week.
0: Man, they, they pulled the wool over my eyes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> Man, I locked them up against BC. They lost. Yeah, they did indeed. So, you know, it's, it's, it's SEC football, the same intramurals.
0: I've got Mississippi State here minus 14, minus pretty much anything over Kentucky. That's my lock, my first lock of the week. Are you going Kentucky then?
1: No. I'm definitely not. I'm going Mississippi <laughs> State. I'm not locking them up because then Kentucky would win this game. But uh, I think Mississippi State covers the spread once again is uh, what, 13, 13 and a half, 14? 14, I got it. 14 points. Yeah, I think they win this game by 21 or so. I think it's uh, like a, a 31-10 type, uh, type final. Okay,
0: moving on. 3.30 on ESPN. Game is in Stillwater. Yeah. Oklahoma State, a puzzling one-point favorite Mm -hmm. against West Virginia. I do have a sound to play. It goes like this.
2: It's a trap. It's a trap.
0: Bit of a letdown look-ahead sandwich here, Dan. Who does West Virginia have next week? West Virginia next week has TCU at home. Okay, you're right on with your sandwich assessment. They beat Baylor at home last week. Yep. TCU next week. In the middle, let's go to Stillwater. Let's play Oklahoma State. I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking yeah.
1: up Oklahoma state, Dan. Mm-hmm. What do you
0: think about Oklahoma state here? You like Oklahoma state here.
1: I took West Virginia on easy call show on dot It's a website. Company um, man. Yeah. But the more I think about this game coming off of a big emotional victory where most of Morgantown burned down thereafter. <laughs> what, what happened there? I don't know. People are very excited to light things on fire in Morgantown and just be generally unruly, which I approve of mind you. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State has not looked good especially on offense their their defense is also quite young in the secondary offensively they miss JW Walsh and the the sort of dynamic element his legs give the team offensively they haven't been able to run the ball all that well Dex Garman throws actually he throws a really nice deep ball but that doesn't matter as much when you don't throw medium and short stuff all that well and you don't pick up defenses that quickly so I have a lot of concerns about Oklahoma State, but I feel like this is the spot where a West Virginia team that's clearly ascending and Oklahoma State is clearly moving in the other direction. I feel like this is still a spot where Oklahoma State can win this game. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Cowboys 21, no, nah, 27. Oh, God, I don't like Oklahoma State at all. Why am I making this up just for this? <laughs> West Virginia is going to win this 31 to 17.
0: I feel like you had a lot more energy at the start of the show and
1: then we got to this we got to this game and now it just well I'm totally listen I totally understand why West Virginia would lose a game like this and I'm trying to talk myself into reasons why to like Oklahoma State in a spot like this like oh Oklahoma State is the kind of team where and then you just. What, what is there to like about this team on offense at all? Their defense no. has been OK, but they don't stop the pass. And what does West Virginia do? They throw the rock. So there's nothing I feel enthusiastic or energetic about at all when it comes to this Oklahoma State team. So I'm taking West Virginia. Understand why they would lose, but I have no reason to to, to pick why O'Kee would win.
0: Yeah, the Oklahoma State offense really just so-so this season. Yeah. It's probably a function of poor offensive line play but they're very pedestrian lost 42 to 9 last week against tcu are you kidding me yeah that's not 42 to 9 tcu gave up 61 points to baylor the week before and you scored
1: nine yep yep you did nine points you needed a, a what a like a a touchdown return to beat kansas yeah this is this is not an encouraging time to be a pokes fan
0: also let's point this out again West Virginia's defense is getting a lot better. Maybe it's Tom Bradley. I don't know what it is. It's a sneaky good defense, and I never thought I'd say this either. I feel okay about their pass defense.
1: Oh, yeah. They did a fantastic job keeping Baylor and their passing attack, Bryce Petty, Katie Cannon, all those people, in front of them. You're not going to fully stop Baylor, but if you can tackle in space and you can force them to just dink and dunk you can turn sixes into threes and win third downs and you can you can flip the field and they did a fantastic job of it pretty consistently penalties aside um it was it was a uh it was an encouraging performance from west virginia's pasty
0: dan i've got a joke what you got west virginia's defense will cause oklahoma state's garmin to malfunction
1: i'm not a fan of this tie i disapprove of that you don't like my awkward gps joke you know as as far as awkward gps jokes go i'm gonna give it a b plus (laughs) but the fact that you're making an awkward gps joke on a college football show i work in it this is true okay fair enough okay do you have a gps
0: in your car uh i do have a gps in my car but i prefer Waze on the phone
1: yeah i've heard great things about Waze. i don't really drive anymore but um Is the GPS built into your car's dash, or is it like a TomTom Tom Garmin type thing? No,
0: it's built. It's built into the uh, into the console. But I don't use Ooh. it actually. This is a true story. I don't use it since January when friend of the show and friend of the Rubenstein family, Ally and I, Scott, <laughs> yeah, turned me on to Waze. True story. I okay. use it for everything now.
1: Waze is apparent. Everybody loves Waze. Yeah, it's great. Is it as good as FanDuel? No, not as good but as FanDuel. We will get to that in a little it's
0: bit. Up there, <laughs> all right <laughs> Um, uh, seven fifteen. ESPN. Ole Miss going mm-hmm. to LSU. The line three and a half. Our friend Chris the Capper. He's got some compelling thoughts on this game, Dan. Let's uh, mm. let's have a listen.
2: For this week, let's take LSU plus three and a half at home against Ole Miss. Um, just really gut play here based off what the line is. Uh, I think Vegas could open this up at minus, Ole Miss minus 7, and they'd still get just as much action on, uh, on Ole Miss as, as they would at minus 3.5. So we take a little dive deeper into the Ole Miss schedule. Okay, Alabama win with college game day. That was great. But of the bat, their schedule really lacks any, any really good wins. A&M, we've learned is a fraud. The volunteers are still a couple years away on the lines. Remember, this is a team that only led Memphis 7-3 going into the fourth quarter not too long ago. I'm not saying LSU is great. However, Les Miles and the Mad Hatter knows how to manufacture wins. Uh, and I think they've been in this spot way more often than Ole Miss has. Let's tie that in with the line being a you know, good three or four points shorter than it probably could be. And I think Vegas is trying to tell us here something. So let's take LSU to spring the upset and beat Ole Miss outright 23-20. to 20.
0: Wow. Mm,
1: I, I'm, I really like that pick. So you're going LSU here? No, I'm not. But I really like that pick. Um, LSU actually does match up quite well. They haven't been able to stop the run, but Ole Miss doesn't run it. At least not successfully or consistently. Uh, I'm still worried about Bo Wallace and the the Ole Miss offense early. We saw last week, we talked about this on Sunday, how long it took that offense. It eventually did get going, particularly through the air, because that's what they do. To get going, though, it took them some time. And it's one thing to say, well, be patient. It's, It's football. Things happen on their own rhythms, whatever. Ole Miss is a top five team. The, the bar is higher for a top five team, a top three team, whatever you consider them to be. Um, I think Ole Miss's defense is obviously pretty, if not the most complete defense in the country. LSU is not going to try to do anything fancy. Worried about the offensive line, but the offensive line for LSU has improved in recent weeks. We saw them do a very, very good job against a pretty swarmy, nasty Kentucky team last week. So that was encouraging. That's my word of the night, by the way. Swarmy, nasty? No, encouraging. But swarmy, nasty is is pretty good as well. So I think they match up well. Terrence McGee has, has elevated his play to the point where he could be a threat. I just think... If you are going to beat a team that plays defense as well as Ole Miss does, the first thing that I'm going to need to see on a checklist is a quarterback better than Anthony Jennings. Yeah, And I don't. They could have a LSU could have a pick six early on and get everybody into a, whipped into a frenzy. Ole Miss has too many ways that they can win with their secondary and with Bo Wallace once he, get into, once he gets into a rhythm with Treadwell and Sanders and everybody else. So I'm going to say Ole Miss 21-13.
0: I agree with your sentiment that it's fairly low scoring. Yeah. I do think that this game will somehow be ugly, and I think those are the terms that LSU wants it to be on. I think sure. they want this game to be ugly because they themselves are not confident in their own offensive situation. I see a couple things here. Possible look-ahead spot for Ole Miss with Auburn on deck next weekend. Now... I
1: don't w- think you look past the, uh, the, the Death Valley... Look at night I just don't think you can
0: That's why I'm saying possible Okay okay but it is possible They've got a bit of a murderer's Row here next two weeks not easy to go to Death Valley um, I do agree with your sentiment About Bo Wallace I believe now is probably the Right time to start betting against Dr. Bo
1: Really this is this is When you're selling Dr. Bo is
0: a friend Dan yeah he is He's got that small Medical school
1: degree yeah, I'm not. We're not saying Bo Wallace is a friend, but Doctor Bo, great friend.
0: He's a doctor, but from a small medical school. True. All right, and he's great when you've got questions about pink eye or <laughs> uh, shingles or yeah. hives. But if you need surgery, you're going to a specialist. You are not letting Doctor Bo operate on your arm. N-
1: probably not. Although he still ranks as a top five physician at Guadalajara General. That's right. So. You never know. He could he could get there
0: sooner or later. Doctor Bow is gonna Doctor Bow. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, why not here? Why not now? LSU's at home. They're at night. Yeah. They can run the ball. They can make it ugly. They can make it boring. True. There is no chance in hell of them scoring a lot of points here because Old Miss has the best defense in the nation. But I think they linger. I think they force turnovers. I think they block a kick or get a weird safety, something like that. I don't think Ole Miss loses, but I think LSU barely, barely covers, excuse me. Let's say 20-17. to 17. This is not the weekend that Ole Miss goes down, but it's going to happen at some point before the Egg Bowl. You heard it here first. It will happen I, at some point. 20-17, to 17, they edge out LSU at home.
1: Fair enough. Defense travels.
0: Defense travels. Good point. Let's get to our sponsor here. Let's do that. Have you heard me talk about one-week fantasy football? Pretty much weekly, I hear you talk about one-week fantasy football. FanDuel.com is the address of the website that we've been touting. If you haven't signed up yet, you really are missing out on all the fun. You don't have to worry. It is not too late to get in on the action. It's not like regular fantasy football. This is FanDuel one-week fantasy football. They're the leader in one-week fantasy football leagues. The money that you can win is very real. The entrance fees start at just $1 per week.
1: $1. That's all. That's nothing. I mean, it's still more than we charge for this show, but it is nothing. No season-long commitment. Don't worry if you've got Victor Cruz in your other league.
0: Doesn't matter in this one. Pick someone new. Yeah. Pick Megatron in two weeks. Pick Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen this week. He hasn't caught a touchdown all year. True.
1: No upfront fees. Uh, Don't take Taj Boyd. No, don't, no. Don't I don't believe Arena League teams are eligible for FanDuel.
0: Set your new lineup each week. If you're good enough, you can win some money. They are paying out at FanDuel ten million dollars every single week. That's a lot. That feels like a lot of money. That's seven zeros, Dan.
1: Yeah, I want somebody to because we had our friend. Uh, I want to say it was Dana send us the difference what you could get for six hundred and whatever thousand in Allentown. And also in New York. Big old bummer to me, Ty. Yeah. Big old bummer. So the 10 million
0: number. That'd go a long way. Oof. In Allentown, you could buy the city with 10 million. I was going to say,
1: you could rename it, whatever your last name is. All of a sudden, it becomes Rubenstein Town. Screw you, Allen. Screw you. Uh, FanDuel.com. Click on the microphone
0: in the upper right-hand corner. Use Mm -hmm. the promo code VERBAL. That's V-E-R-B-A-L. You can sign up right now. They're still doing the new user special. It's ending soon, though. FanDuel is going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 200 bucks. That's potentially 200 free dollars, Dan. Mm. The offer is only good for the first 50 people that use the code verbal. Do not forget to use the code verbal. One more time. It's FanDuel.com. Every week is a new season. F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today.
1: Let me ask you this, Ty. Yes. Up to $200 free dollars right on the outset, right? Yes. If you're handed two $100 bills and had to spend them in the next hour, you had to spend the physical $100 bills in the next hour so you couldn't buy anything online. Yep. What would you do?
0: Ooh. I would probably buy something incredibly geeky from Guitar Center or Apple Store that we could use for the show. Is that true? Oh, Ty. That's a terrible answer. I'd buy another uh, mic preamp or something of that ilk. <laughs> that's what you've had your eye on? I mean, other than the cocaine, probably wow. some sort of gadget for the uh, home studio.
1: I was going to say I was going to take a bunch of friends out for like, drinks and food. I think that'd be really I mean, fun. That's probably a better answer.
0: But Go somewhere swanky. You're putting me on the spot here. It's around dinner time on a Wednesday. All my friends have babies. There's no chance in hell they can go out. I'm oh, sorry to hear that, Ty. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just that. It's only a matter of time, Ty. It's just that that stage of life, Dan. It's getting it's weird.
1: Only a matter of time. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> you, are you gonna have children? I don't know. Wow. I'm not you talking talk about, about it here. <laughs> Ty, this is a safe place. Nobody's listening.
0: I've got a niece and a nephew. For now, Uncle Ty is good enough. All right. Fair fair point. Let's move on. 8 p.m. on ABC. <laughs> yeah. Ohio State. They're coming to town, Dan. They're going to State College. Are you going to a game this year? Not going to a Penn State game this year.
1: Wow. Okay. So Ohio State, Penn State. I believe it's the whiteout night. It's a whiteout night. You ever been to a whiteout? I have been to a whiteout, actually. I went to see Jimmy Clausen take on Penn State in 2007? I, I was at say. that game, yeah. We were. I um, turned my Notre Dame jersey inside out at that game. Good. <laughs> good. Um... So, yes, I have been to a whiteout, and it was exceptional fun.
0: I enjoyed it, too, the few times I've been. Um, I wish I could go to this game. Can't go to this game. Penn State, off a bye, a 14-point home underdog. Mm -hmm. If you like Penn State here, you like them for the following reasons. One, the defense is still pretty solid, statistically about a top 20-ish defense. Pretty good. Yeah. Two, JT Barrett on the road at night in front of a hundred thousand people and a national TV audience.
1: Yeah. And let me ask you what your favorite JT Barrett game in front of a hostile crowd has been because mm. it doesn't exist.
0: Mm. So many it's
1: Maryland Navy Navy was not on the campus. Mm. So this, this is no, this is a, the huge test. I think JT Barrett's going to pass it, but it is certainly a an environment that rattles and tests poise. And we will learn more about JT Barrett Saturday night than I feel like we perhaps have learned thus far this season. Point number three.
0: I, d- I don't have a third. I don't have a third point. I oh, deleted okay. it. I have no other reasons here to like Penn State. I All of the reasons I believe you would like Penn State in this game are not good enough reasons to bet with Penn State in this game. Yeah. I just, I feel no confidence towards the Nitty Lions right now.
1: I think it could be a situation where you get a really good first half out of the Ohio State, or the Penn State, excuse me, offensive line, and Christian Hackenberg has some time and takes advantage of an Ohio State secondary that isn't the best and really hasn't been tested since early on, but there's still a secondary that Michael Brewer was able to find success against uh, on on certain opportunities. So I think it is a situation where it could be like a 10-7 halftime score in favor of Ohio State, Okay, but the depth issues for Penn state and the general team speed for Ohio state and, and depth thereof is going to be too much for Penn state as good as their defense is. I think eventually Ohio state opens it up. I'm going to say like 31, 17, no 31, 13, somewhere in there. 31, 17, 34, 30, 34, 13. I would say, I think they're, I think they're two and a half to three, four touchdowns better. So I am glad this game is in prime time
0: because I want everyone to see just how bad this offensive line is for Penn State. Oh, Ty. And I say that lovingly because I'm rooting for Penn State. And Herb Hand. And Herb Hand. I love Herb Hand. He's our boy. Yeah, But there's almost nothing he can do about it.
1: No, no, there is very little he can do once the game starts. There's really nothing
0: anyone could do about this. It was always going to be a dire situation along the line. It's horrible. So I want people to see this before they throw James Franklin and Herb Hand or whoever else under the bus. Right? It was always going to be this bad. We're just seeing it now against better competition. Mm -hmm. Penn State couldn't get a push against Rutgers. They couldn't get a push against Northwestern. Do you really think they've got any shot of pushing around Ohio State? Because I don't.
1: That's a very difficult
0: task. Ohio State is, on top of all that, a buzzsaw right now. and They've got a great opportunity here. To go on the road, hostile environment, they could show the selection committee and mm-hmm. all the late night fans how much they've improved since that Virginia Tech loss.
1: Yeah, limited opportunities to do so in the Big Ten.
0: Absolutely. So Penn State's defense, a, a stiffer test than Kent State or Maryland or any of the other teams we talked about. Right. I just don't think Penn State can score any points. There is a chance Penn State gets shut out here. There really is a chance. I think Ohio State wins 24-3. to they hold down the Penn State offense pretty easily. Here is the lock, though. Lock of the week. The lock is not Ohio State minus 14. The lock is not Penn State plus 14. The lock okay. is under 51 and a half.
1: Oh, uh, you think it's low?
0: I think low scoring. Low, okay. low, low scoring. So under what is your score for this game? 24 to 3. Okay going way under the total
1: so maybe ugly early or do you think ohio state just sits on a lead because i feel like their offense is such that they they're probably not going to sit on anything for very long
0: penn Penn state's off a bye yeah and while i still don't think they can score on ohio state i do believe they've got what it takes initially to confuse jt bear kind of like you said they can get in his head tough environment to play a little bit of rattling yeah i think they can do that much so 24 to 3 I like it way under the total here. Fair enough. Let's go to the late, late Fox Sports one game. Yeah. Weird game, Dan. It is a weird one. This is a weird game to try and figure out. 10 p.m. on Fox Sports one. USC, a one point road favorite at Utah. Now on the surface, you look at this and say, huh? What? (laughs) Here's why the line is low. Yeah. Utah leads the nation in sacks. They've got Mm -hmm. 33 in just six games. Yeah, USC's had some trouble protecting Cody Kessler. If you haven't paid attention, sure. Utah also can run on USC. Presumably USC can pass on Utah if they get time for Kessler. Right. You've got a number of competing factors here. Uh, Travis Wilson. It was just breaking earlier. We didn't put it in the news because it's Utah and Travis Wilson, but mm-hmm. he's going to start at quarterback for the Utes in this game. Um, I can't figure this one out. I can't figure either team out here, Dan. Do you have
1: a lean? I, not only do I have a lean, I've got a lock, 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 lock up the Utah Utes. Lock of the week. This is,
0: this is intriguing to me. You're going Utah.
1: I'm, I, I am you going You might Utah. sway my vote here. And this is not a lock where I was like, well, I'm going to lock up this team that I want to lose because I am the surest thing in college football. No. You are. Um, Yeah. Well, I most certainly am, obviously. But. The reason why I like Utah is I feel like they are the correct kind of matchup, even though they're certainly nowhere near as talented. USC has been a team that gets gassed late in games, especially against teams that put – Different kinds of offensive stresses on them with or to extreme measures like non-balanced teams. Arizona State was a non-balanced team against USC, and they threw all over them and wore them down in the fourth quarter of that game. Boston College, not a balanced team. They ran all over USC. They blew USC up at the at the line of scrimmage. And I feel like Utah is the type of team to, to sort of have the ability with a better defense than I think Boston College has. To win the line of scrimmage enough over the course of the game to wear down USC, perhaps on both sides of the ball, run power with Devonte Booker and some combination of Travis Wilson and Kendall Thompson. They just they obliterated UCLA on the line of scrimmage. I think they can do the same thing. Not only does USC's defense get gassed, they get gassed and now they're going to altitude.
2: Mm, that's which a good i point. think
1: that's like a weird you know stanford lost it was was last year the year before to utah in in salt lake city i think it was it was last season um i don't think that it's a huge factor i think these guys are all in good shape but when usc is dressing between like 55 and 60 players and they're just so much thinner and have already shown the ability to to wear down i i think utah is able to make this ugly and win this i like 21-17, 20-17, real close, but Utah takes it.
2: Hmm.
0: You're going all atmospheric with your prediction then.
1: Absolutely. Stratospheric, atmospheric, topospheric. I don't know if I've got. ever
0: done anything at altitude other than fly in an airplane.
1: You've never been to a, a city that's like a good, like a couple thousand miles above sea level or anything? <sighs> in Pennsylvania, one of our flatter states, sure. Sure. I was
0: in California with you, but that's right by the coast.
1: Yeah, but you can still be, still be above. Was that at altitude at your house? Yeah, I mean that's not altitude like Salt Lake City is, but it's up. I don't
0: think I've ever been
1: at it's altitude. Probably like over a thousand feet. Is that a real thing? Did you
0: have difficulty videoing SI tour guy at altitude?
1: Um, I did shoot it at Colorado. I don't know what Colorado is at, but it probably is pretty up high. Um, you know, I'm an athlete. Yeah, finally conditioned athlete. So I, I was able to press through. No, like blackouts or anything like that? No, fueled up at the sink the night before in Boulder. Yeah. And I think I was good for the weekend. Pearl Street, fantastic time in Boulder. But, you know, for for USC defense, Leonard Williams, a little bit beat up, but amazing. But he, they limited his reps. So he'd be in good shape for Utah. I'd I'd be a little bit worried if I were USC. And I think the line reflects that.
0: You know who we haven't heard from? We We've shouted out a few listeners thus far. Who's that? We haven't heard from Rich and Boulder. Rich and Boulder used to write oh, in yeah. all the time and tell us about jerseys from other teams he saw mm. at Colorado Games. This is true. If Rich is still listening, write in. solidverbal at gmail.com Let us know what jerseys you're seeing out there Yeah, at uh, Colorado Games this year. I, I'm going to take USC. I'm going to go opposite you. I, okay. I cannot figure out USC. My gut says that they're the better of the two teams, although all the reasons that I listed and you listed terrify me of picking USC here.
1: And Cody Kessler is fantastic, by the way.
0: He's very seven touchdowns He's last been week.
1: Very good.
0: He's very good. Yeah. Can they protect him, though?
1: They, the offensive line has done a pretty decent job. I don't think they've been really tested by good defensive fronts, at least not yet. They're going to have an opportunity here. Utah's pretty good up front. Yeah, definitely.
0: This has all the makings regardless. Of one of those games where you wake up and discover that USC lost like 25, 23, like a weird score. Mm -hmm.
1: It's a late night Pac-12 game. There's a very good chance that something very strange happens. You'll wake up the next
0: day, wonder what happened. Go back, check the box score, the highlights. I think it's going to be fun. What other games are uh, on your radar, Dan? That's all we've got here on our shared Google Doc. You also have here, I should point out, you're going to have to explain why you did this. Yeah. I'm staring at a I believe it says March 9th March is it March? March uh, 9th 1992. Yeah. Kathy Ireland in Spain. Yeah. Sports Illustrated cover. She's in a white bikini.
1: I'm just a big fan of Kathy Ireland and okay. when I'm going through and researching these teams and figuring out strengths and weaknesses it can become not not a redundant process, but you get sort of deep and we've got like a spreadsheet with the stats we like. And it's just one of those things where sometimes you just need a break and something visually stimulating more so than looking at stats and money lines and over unders, whatever. Kathy Ireland still holds up. Do you disagree? Kathy Ireland still holds up. Absolutely. And this was, it was a golden era for Miss Ireland. So, and you know what? Golden era continues. She's a proud middle-aged woman. She's making
0: furniture now, I believe.
1: Is that what it is? At, like, Kmart? I know she had, like, a some sort of line. One of like, those Raymond, Kohl's? Flanagan, something like that. Is that what she's doing? In any case, 1992 she's, Kathy Ireland.
0: She's making furniture now. Hello, nurse. Yeah. Okay. Any other games on your radar, Dan?
1: Uh, yeah, I think there could be entertaining games with teams that are, you know, with sort of close spreads. Miami-Virginia Tech. Miami's got a couple of interesting wins. Virginia Tech's got a couple of interesting wins. I think both of these teams are pretty deeply flawed at different parts of the ball. BYU Boise state could be interesting. BYU, obviously not the same team without Taysom Hill. I really like Texas against Kansas state to cover, not necessarily to win. I think it's, it's one of those things where Kansas state could have a letdown moment after uh, their, their win last week against Oklahoma, which was largely due to it not being tied because of an extra point. I think Texas is playing good enough defense. They both struggle with Iowa state. I think they're similar teams in terms of, Kansas state does everything solidly. Texas is inconsistent on offense, but they've gotten better on special teams. Their defense appears to be very good. I think that could be interesting. Maryland, Wisconsin, I think could be kind of crazy. Wisconsin's favored by 11, which I don't fully understand, but I guess it's at camp Randall and who knows what could happen. South Carolina, Auburn, looked a lot more interesting at the beginning of the season. I think Auburn, especially coming off of, I believe, a bye week South Carolina had Furman last week. Auburn's in a good place to spread 16 or 17 points. Auburn should be able to run all over them, which makes me think they should cover this game, but you never know. Yeah. South Carolina certainly has talent and speed at different parts um, and could play to its potential. They They were re- relying on a couple of... Freshmen in big positions on defense. Maybe they're a little bit better at this point. Maybe a bit of a look ahead spot for Auburn, too, with Ole Miss on deck. With Ole Miss on deck, it could certainly be a look-ahead spot. Yeah. I'd like to see Stanford play some offense against Oregon State. Yeah. If yeah, that wouldn't too. be too much of a hassle for them. <laughs> um Michigan, Michigan State would have liked this to have been an interesting game. It's not at the moment. Michigan State at home, 17 point favorites. Michigan. I, I don't think Michigan will get rid of Hoke midseason. No, but this is this is a game, and I think he's done. He's but this is a game that I feel like is you know the cherry on top of the unemployment Sunday for Brady Hoke. I feel like it could get very ugly for the Wolverines. Um, I just don't see how they respond in any way to what Michigan State's able to do on both sides of the ball. Um, TCU Texas Tech, I feel like could be a fun little shootouty game for a little bit. You think? Here, I'll play the music. I haven't played it all day. Yeah.
0: I could I could see that happening. TCU gives up points. There's no doubt they give up points. And in a potential shootout, you know the drill. Take the points.
1: I saw TCU scored something like thirty-two touchdowns offensively or something on the season, and they scored thirty-four all of last season. Yeah. If that's any indication through I want to say they've played six games, that's a fantastic sign for the, the development of Trevon Boykin and Sonny Cumbie. Um Arizona Washington State, I think, is an evening game. Yeah. In terms of fun. That could be something that you flip back and and forth if you're fortunate enough to have the Pac-12 network, which, I mean, I don't know, maybe you do. I (laughs) do. The Pac-12 network doesn't come on until 1030 Eastern. Yeah, that's also true. Um, Alabama, Tennessee marks Lane Kiffin returning to Knoxville. That'll be fun. I would say if you're a Tennessee fan, you've probably been angry at him for a little while. Things are looking up. Maybe just don't embarrass yourself in front of friends and loved ones. With, with regard to Lane Kiffin on the sideline, because Lane Kiffin generally does a good enough job of doing that himself. And just enjoy football and root against Alabama. That is, trust me, plenty of fun let, in let the right th- circumstance.
0: Let me throw out uh, a couple other games, and yeah. I, I was listening as best I could here as I'm going through the lines. Did you mention Arizona State-Washington?
1: Um, no, not really. We, we talked about Taylor Kelly coming back yeah. earlier in the show. Arizona
0: State Washington Arizona State a three and a half point
1: favorite yeah that's the late late that's 1045 kickoff 1045 Eastern
0: the game will be over super late night the only later game is the Hawaii game which starts at midnight Eastern yeah Um, I'm interested to see how Arizona State holds up on the road against Washington Washington actually plays decent defense Mm -hmm. this game is interesting to me because I expected the line to be higher Usually that tells you to go the other way, go with Washington. Um, I don't know how I feel about that game. Also, if you go to like what is this two, two p.m. Eastern? Okay. UCLA against Colorado. Yeah. There's a lot of potential for things to really come off the swivel for UCLA.
1: True. Colorado doesn't have a Pac-12 win this season yet, but have been frisky in two or three of those games. I, I don't think
0: Colorado's good enough to knock off UCLA. Right. But there is potential there. I'm just saying there's potential there. I'm not betting that game personally, but if I were, I would be inclined to take the points. Also, Hmm. very quickly, the last one for me, and then we can move on to the probably the most intriguing games of the week. Absolutely. North Carolina on the road, seven point dog against Virginia. Curious to see how North Carolina looks now throughout the course of the season because I really like UNC headed into the year. Clearly they haven't lived up to the bill, right. but I think they've continued to improve steadily throughout the course of the season. I want to see if they can match up with Virginia.
1: Yeah. Uh, Virginia is also an intriguing thing to me because I mean, they go to Florida State on a, a pretty big November 8th and they've looked better than they have not. Uh, they've, they've hung with UCLA. Uh, i not crazy about the defensive touchdowns they gave up to the Bruins. They beat Louisville, whose defense now—by the way, Louisville's defense is scary. Louisville's got a very good defense. They're not they bad. beat Pitt. They're not bad. Pitt's in contention for the division, and they uh, they lose to Duke. It's not ugly, but um, Duke's a, a decent enough team. I, I think Duke's like six and one, so they're they're a competitive team going against this North Carolina team. I mean, it's North Carolina's offense against Virginia's defense. That's yeah. that's the swing matchup. So. Yeah, I'm curious about this game. It's just sort of a fun game that could be happening to flip to. You said that was at two. It's at uh, b- it's at noon. That's a nooner. That's the weird noon ACC going to come down to the last some sort of 43 yard field goal for the game.
0: There you go. There's your nooner if you're looking there's, for one.
1: There's your nooner, and then you you mentioned the 10:45 game. Okay. I think. I mean, there are enough games that there should be interesting games. There should be upsets. It's just you would have liked to see more top 15, top 20 teams playing each other this week. We've got some other games to discuss, Dan. Ty, I'm going I'm to ask a favor of you at this point of the show. Anything. I'm going to need you, using all of your might, all of your brawn. Yes. I'm going to need you to drop that big, nasty, stanky, dripping, rank, powerful drum and mother flippin' fife. huge week in the Patriot League. Fordham obviously the team. New York City going, traveling to your neck of the woods, yeah, Ty.
0: Yeah, they are. Goodman Stadium. No one just comes down to Goodman Stadium in the aluminum bleachers and pushes the Mountain Hawks around.
1: You said Newman Stadium? Goodman. Goodman Stadium. Yeah. I, I'm i uh, I want to take Lehigh here. I don't know why, but I'm not going to. I'm going to take Fordham here in the noon 30-er. I'm gonna ride those ramps. Yeah, ride till it hurts. Bucknell, 2 p.m., five and one traveling to Georgetown. I'd love to take Georgetown. Heard good things about the area, good food area of DC. I'm not going against the Nellians of Bucknell. Um, Town Square can be a very tough place to bring a road team. Georgetown two and five the fighting townies, but I'm gonna go with Bucknell here I think Bucknell keeps it going setting up that huge Bucknell Fordham matchup each down have lost a game Bucknell to a Not as good a team as Fordham lost to Fordham loses to Villanova. Holy cross Holy wow, going on the road to Lafayette, two and six matching up against three and four. This game is kicking at 3 30, so organize your parties accordingly. The Cross Dome is not going to be playing host this game because the Yeti Sphere is Lafayette, three and four, making their way back to 500, scratching, clawing. Of course, you know, I myself, Ty, am a Leopard Legacy. Go Leps. That's just how I roll. So I'm going Lafayette here. I'm going Lafayette big. I think Holy Cross is a bunch of frauds. Yeah. Fraud. Okay. It's Colgate at 3 30, so. You better have two screens, two monitors, streaming situations. <laughs> you need something. You need to have your eyes peeled because Albany. The the scrappy al albinos of Albany Hosting Colgate Colgate up and down season But they are tipping the scales at a hearty 4-3 and I believe they're playing this game in Lake Placid Are they not? They are playing this game in Lake Placid At the Olympic Stadium That hosted so much of the the Olympics I want to say in 1980 They're lighting the torch specifically for this game well, you save it for the big moments, the big local moments. Yeah. A team like Colgate, a program like Colgate of legendary status traveling to Albany, you gotta do what's necessary. I'm going with the Gators here. I feel good about it. You go Pat League or you go home. I'm going Colgate. I'm going Colgate big here. Yeah. Now your conference looking, because those are the only games of the week, because those are those are all of the, the, the teams yeah. in the uh, in the PAT league. Seven team conference, Fordham sitting Beautifully at two and zero, Colgate themselves at two and zero. That's setting up a big matchup uh, in the conference. At a certain point, six and one, four and three for those teams. Lafayette one and one. They're right there in the middle. They could go either way. I'm feeling good about the upward direction. Bucknell sitting at one and zero. Not feeling terrific about Georgetown and Holy Cross. But there's a lot of football left to be played, and by that I mean like four weeks. There are four weeks left to be played. Anything can happen. Ellie Goulding believes it. I myself believe it. The Patriot League, by God, they believe it.
0: <laughs> Did I catch Ellie Goulding in there?
1: Yeah, anything can happen, Ty. Everybody <laughs> knows that. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, like no.
0: All right. I'm going to go Fordham. Yeah. By the way, Fordham, for those who aren't playing the home game, 6-1, mm-hmm. 12th in the nation in the latest FCS coaches poll. Hardy. Yeah,
2: Man, that's right. It's a right.
0: city of winners, Ty. It's a town of winners, New York City. Lehigh, by the way, not receiving other votes. They're 1-5 and five on the year.
1: You know what? They're one of, they got nothing to lose backs up against the wall. They're going to fight dirty. This, this, this game is much must see TV tie
0: going Fordham. I'm going Bucknell, even though I didn't like Bucknell when I visited it. Right. Going to go Lafayette Leopards at home go over Leopards. the Crusaders.
1: Yeah. Richard Rubenstein, Katie, the
0: capper. And I'm going to go Albany since they're playing this game in Lake Placid. We disagree. going to have to go Albany here, Dan. Not going to lie. Fair enough. I They're receiving this. votes. They've got 10 votes in the coach. You know anybody bowl. that
1: goes to Lehigh games and tailgates? I know your, your lovely fiance and her family are Lehigh folk. Do they ever go to or and or tailgate?
0: Maybe just for Lehigh Lafayette. OK. Which I will be at Lehigh Lafayette at Yankee Stadium. Right. In a few weeks. But here's what I want. Yeah. What do you want? I've seen the Lehigh flag flying at college game day sites. All throughout the season thus far. There's mm-hmm. always a Lehigh flag there now. It's the new Wazoo. Right. If you are at the Lehigh game, take a picture of Goodman Stadium. Take a picture of your tailgate. Send it in. Mm. We will use that as our cover photo on Facebook.com/solidverbal all next week. Please, I'll use it all next week. Send me a Lehigh Fordham picture. Not one you download off Google Images. It needs to be legit. Authentico. Send it in solidverbal.gmail.com or post it on the Facebook page. Tweet it at us. Call in the Reverb line, 408-verbal-1, 408-837-2251. Do something from that Fordham-Lehigh game at Goodman Stadium right down the road from me here. Would love that. All right. Uh, we've got a few minutes here. A yeah. bit of a shorter show than usual because of a uh, really weak slate of games. Who shouted us out this week? We need to give, oh. our, give our fans some love here.
1: Great list of shout-outs. Evan Washburn. I'm gonna go beyond Evan Washburn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've got royalty on this list. Ty Prince Soiree. I've met the young man. Yeah, good dude. I think I met him in Austin. I think I met him in Austin, Texas. Prince Soiree, Tim Griffin, Chug a lug, Chug a lug. Multiple G's. multiple G's in that Chug a lug. Matt Atkinson, the Diet. Yeah, they don't. I please don't call him that. Yeah. Uh, Jay Levi Burnfin. I love a good first initial rather than middle initial. I love that. He's also writing up the show summaries for solidverbal.com. Levi. He's in the Familia. Yeah, as, he's, as like he's in say. the circle of trust. What's your middle name? James. You were thinking about going by T. James Hildenbrandt? Or T.J.? That's J. a good name. T. I think T. James is better. I feel like if I'm T.
0: James, I need to live in like Oxford, Mississippi and write a book.
1: Yeah, you definitely do. And there are worse places to be than Oxford, Mississippi writing a book. I like that. I'm not ready T. to go first initial yet, but T. I can,
0: James Hildenbrandt. The thought has crossed my mind.
1: All right, we've got Colin Seller, Trey Tumanello, longtime listener and retweeter. So big shouts to Double T. Matt Schilling, who is the video director at Minnesota, loyal, loyal verbaler. I think we do very well with college football video directors. Yes, we I do. I think that's a market that we might own. It's an uh, untapped resource. In any case, Matt Schilling, Skyuma. That's what I have to say. Uh, we've got Jay Wilgus, AKA the Bruised Gooch, which I have no idea what that means, but. I am going to assume the dirtiest possible possibility. Um, we've got Ricky. What, do, what are you thinking, Ty? Wesnowsky? I think right. we've got a, He's a double. He's a doubler. We've got him both on Twitter and on iTunes. So wow. you want to talk about a model of a baller? Ricky Wesnofsky. Zach Ponce? Ponce? We've got Dan O, a.k.a. the Dandroid. The Very D- active. Wow. Why don't you go by Dandroid? I really, it's, it's too late. I wish I could. Dandroid, I like that. I've, you know, I don't hate the Danilist, but you know what? Dandroid's better. Okay. Uh, We've got Shame Stamba. We've got the Raw Man, a.k.a. the Worst Ray Ever, which that's what he calls himself. So I'm not editorializing. I don't know how he determined that scientifically, but the Worst Ray Ever. Thank you. Scotty Lou, Brian Morella, the SEC logo. Very loyal to the SEC logo. Is that the actual... We have a logo, logo that listens to the show, an embodied logo. Ryan huh. Horland, Walker Carey, and of course, Aaron Whiteford making his debut on the list, I believe, and of course, beyond all courses, yeah, we ride with Brandon McKissick. That we was do a ride very convincing McKissick. gallop over there. You like that, that as a? I like that. Yeah, we ride with McKissick. Ty, I have a final question for you. Please. This was a question in the the SB Nation editorial bullpen, the newsroom. This isn't and the
0: beefcake thing again, is it?
1: It is not the beefcake thing. Thank God. Okay. Uh, and by by the SB Nation newsroom, there's like f- five of us. Yeah. Upstairs at the Vox Media office. Nice office. I've been. Thank you. I like it. Um. Here's here's the the hypothetical query that we were we were tossing around. I have a sound. Oh yeah, hit me. Continue. If you were to have a little known fact about you come out. Oh, boy. Either the fact that you got a September call up with the Yankees.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, you, I'm, I'm customizing this to you yep. as a Yankee fan. Right. You had a September call up with the Yankees. You played. You were a utility infielder, which I believe you have a history of being. History of, uh, of being a middle infielder. Yes. Yeah, so middle infielder, second base, shortstop, whatever the case. Right. For the Yankees, you have that for a month, and you have those experiences. You don't have the actual, like you have the stories, but you don't know the feeling that it actually happened. It was just something that, it's, it's your reputation. Like you walk out of a room like, you want to hear something weird about Ty? He was actually on the Yankees. He got a September call-up. So to have that reputation, have those ability to tell those stories, you just don't know the actual feeling. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Either that, or you secretly dated an A-list movie star. Once again, you don't know what it's like, but now you have the reputation that, yeah, in 2007, Ty dated Natalie Portman. It's like five months. Okay. Which reputation, which, which grouping of stories would you rather have? Here's the deal with... And I don't know if you're a Portman fan, if that like, turns you off, but somebody on that level yeah, as an yeah. A-lister. Here, here's the deal. You
0: can't go with the yeah, I played for the Yankees. Because if you if you play for the Yankees, right. And if if that's the reputation you have, you're going to get weird questions from weird people. Well, I think I feel like it's
1: the same thing if you date an A-list
0: movie star. But I'd rather get the weird questions from the finer sex than from weird dudes who like the Yankees. Okay. I feel like if it gets out that I dated Natalie Portman, right. Then that could, now I'm off the market, Mm -hmm. all right? I'm going to put this out there in case the solid fiance is listening. I'm off the market, but I'm saying in yesteryear, if it were to have come out that Ty dated like Mila Kunis, yeah. all right, local females would hear this and maybe therefore be a little bit more attracted to me. If he was good enough for Mila, maybe he's good enough for me. Right. So I probably go...
1: I'd so probably you, would, go use, you would use the lady? You would use the lady situation as bait, is what you're saying?
0: A little bit. It's like George Costanza being marine right. biologist, right? Sure. There's a similarity there that's uncomfortable but true. So I would probably go a list. You,
1: did you have a thought on this? Yeah, I I feel like I, I I went between the two. I think it's a difficult thing for me, but I would say I would say the a list female as well. If if you said like, oh yeah, Dan was uh. He was on the Oregon basketball team he was like the ninth man. he played he, he and like I'm, he's still in contact with all those guys like he played he was like a he stood in the corner and he jacked up threes. That to me would have been fun to have the memories of that, but not the memories of the experience if that makes sense. but I feel like to 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 have somebody ask you like, oh you wait a minute, in 2008 you da- you dated Natalie Portman. I'm like, I went to the Oscars. I didn't walk the red carpet, but yeah, what was that like? Well, it wasn't bad. I'm not going to lie to you. wasn't bad. What, but then the, here's the problem. Everybody would ask then, what happened? Yeah. Where did it go south?
0: Then you, you got to pull, pull the Newman and say, I broke up with her.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody's buying that tie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's <laughs> buying that line of, uh, of explanation. But even still, that's what you would have to deal with. And here's my follow-up for you. Do you think you could live that lifestyle? Let's say an a Let's say Charlize Theron moves out to Allentown. And yeah. this is an alternate universe. Right, right. Where the solid fiance is not in the picture yet. Yep. So I don't know if we're talking about like 2006, something like that. Yep. Theron is sick of the the sort of the rushing life of New York and L.A. and she just wants she wants to be like M. Night Shyamalan. Right. He How, lives in Pennsylvania, right? Somewhere. He's from Bucks County, I believe. Right. And she just wants to get away from it all. And she just she buys a place on the outskirts of the the Bethlehem Allentown and uh, Northampton area. Sure, that those are the tri cities. Allentown, Easton, and Bethlehem are yeah. the
0: uh, are the three biggies.
1: So she gets a place out there, and all you run into her like say the bookstore. Yep, and you're just chatting up, and it turns out. She's a fan of digital media. She's a fan of the Yankees. All sorts of things you have in common. We get talking about podcasting apps. It would be very, very intimate discussions. Well, like Julia Roberts married like some like photographer, some cameraman. They live in like New Mexico. Right. So do you feel like you could be the Julia Roberts sort of away from it all husband or boyfriend or whatever to Charlize Theron if that situation were to arise? Do you think you have that in you? Oh, God. Like you're still you're having to go into like New York, L.A., Hollywood. You're having to like go out to dinner and have everybody stare at you. Yeah. Do you think you could pull it off?
0: This is a deliberate pause. (laughs) I'm thinking.
1: (laughs) It's a lot of spotlight. Could you be the one holding her purse on the red carpet? You would eat tremendously well. Of course, that's the first thing I go to. I could. Pro- wow, man. It'd be great for the podcast. It'd be fantastic for the podcast. Um, It'd be right before we took off. You're like, yeah, Charlize's boyfriend has a college football show. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I don't know how to answer this, Dan. One guy's a Notre Dame fan, and one guy <laughs> can't stop making fun
0: of Notre Dame. They do it through Skype? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. But but Charlize <laughs> is way into the louder one. Is he one. in his underwear when he does it? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know.
1: I, I mean, I guess could. I could try
0: it. Could try you picture once? Charlize
1: at Mama H's? I don't know. Cause you picture Charlize in your childhood bedroom? If Charlize Theron were in my house,
0: she wouldn't be right. able to walk up the hall because we have like yeah. these low archways. You've been here. Yeah, I was
1: going to say she's tall.
0: This is like <laughs> this is like uh, what are I those things, what are those things in called in Lord of the, of the Rings? The hobbits. Yeah, this is shire. Like, you live in the shire. I live in a shire for hobbits. Yeah, this is a small Italian family. I never yeah, had a I shot. Couldn't,
1: I couldn't see my face in your bathroom mirror. <laughs> you took a picture of
2: this. This is I the honest to
1: god truth. It's great. So that would probably be difficult to sell to her. But do you think you could live that life away from it all with Charlize? I would certainly be willing to try. Yeah, that's the right answer, Ty. I don't that know, that know if I could or right couldn't, answer. but I'd
0: be willing to try and fail.
1: <sighs> it would be very difficult for me. Could you do it? I don't know if I could do it. It'd be very difficult for me. I like my peace. Yeah. I like my peace and quiet. All right. Man. Now I'm just thinking about what my life would be like with Charlize. I think Charlize would get a lot larger. <laughs> yeah, probably. She'd be eating a lot of food. She's like, smoke meat again? Yeah. Extra gravy for Charlize, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. I'm. I, this is a great mental image. I've got a lot off my chest now. I feel uh, relaxed. Barbara, Charlize. Yeah. Charlize, Barbara. <laughs> uh believe you guys have a lot of catching up to do. How do you think Charlize Theron would get along with Mama H? Mama H would not back
0: down. She would not back down. Looking up at Charlize Theron.
1: I feel like Mama H would tell Charlize Theron to her face about which movies that weren't her favorite. Oh, oh, totally. Like you went, Charlize, Monster was a bit much. Stigmata scared the hell out of me. That'd be a great podcast. That'd be a podcast that's way better than this stupid show. Mama H and Charlize Theron. Just talking life.
0: There it is. I think we've droned on far too long. You got anything else?
1: No, that's it. That's all I got. This
0: is a great way to end, by the way. Yeah. Patriot League and Charlize Theron and...
1: Hypothetical. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm getting punchy. You sound like you're getting tired. A little bit. Do call in. Solid Verbal Reverb Line, 408 Verbal 1. That's 4088372251. Email us at solidverbal at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, on Fancred and, of course, on Twitter. Tell your friends about the show, and if you like what we're doing, head on out to iTunes and give us a five-star review and, uh, and a rating. That's all very helpful. It helps us That'd move up in the hypothetical iTunes sports podcasting poll. Mm-hmm. For that guy over there, Dan Rubenstein in beautiful New York City. For myself, Ty Hildenbrandt here in good old Eastern PA. Thanks again for tuning in to The Solid Verbal. Enjoy your weekend. Stay solid. Peace.